At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Welcome to the Hornets Hivecast, presented by Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. Here's your host, Sam Farber. Welcome to another edition of the Hornets Hivecast, your Hornets podcast with all the notes, quotes, and daily buzz around your favorite NBA team. I'm Sam Farber, and it is a pleasure and a privilege to have you with us here once again on the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. It's a game day edition. Hornets getting set to rematch with the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to preview tonight's game, talk about the last one, some of the facts Factors into the loss. Obviously, health and safety protocol is a big one, but another one, it was night two of a back-to-back. That's been a problem for the Hornets so far this season. We'll dig deeper on that. And there were more power rankings. We went over a bunch of them for yesterday's podcast. We'll go over them more today with our guest making his debut here on the Hornets Hivecast. He is a sports producer and anchor on WBTV, Nate Wimberly. Nate, thanks so much for joining us and welcome to the HHC. Hey, I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. It's great to have you on. We're looking forward to seeing more of each other in person. Obviously, the pandemic is restricted access uh, but we appreciate your work we appreciate your coverage of the Hornets and appreciate you joining us here on the show Let, let's dig in a little bit more to what took place the other night round one against Philadelphia almost want to throw that game out entirely in terms of looking too harshly at the results given the circumstances five players were out due to health and safety protocols four had been out the night before then a fifth one goes out with Ish Smith so you essentially have no truly tested point guard on the roster Gordon Hayward and Cody Martin both filled in admirably in that role Hayward, a season best nine assists. He led the game in that category, but in the end, they fall short 127 to 124 in overtime. My question to you, Nate, is this a result that we need to, or you think we should be looking harsher at the players for their performance, or is it completely, as I see it, night two of a back-to-back, missing five players due to health and safety protocols? The fact that they were close at all is a victory for the Hornets. You really don't like moral victories because they don't count in the standings, but that is a great moral victory right there. I mean, what I walked away from that game saying was, boy, it's going to be fun to watch this team in the future. And that hadn't been said in that place in a very long time. Last night, you saw the extreme depth of this team, and that goes back to the player development uh, that James Borrego and his staff have. They preached it, and, and it's showing right now, and uh, the future is definitely bright. And the fact that, yeah, the fact that they were in that game and had a chance to win it in overtime speaks volumes for where this team truly is and where the future of this team lies. I'm a big believer that the one thing that the Hornets would like to figure out this season, but it's less of a factor because when you get into the playoffs, they just they don't occur much, if at all, is the night two of back-to-backs phenomenon. Hornets have just struggled in that. They're now 0-6 in that set of circumstances. Uh, looking through social media, a lot of people looked at the shooting line of Gordon Hayward, and he looked at it too, and uh, was not pleased with how he shot the ball. But I think, you know, generally speaking, he had a good game with the nine assists. He had the big steal that sparked the, the biggest play of the day for the Hornets that go-ahead three for 
for Kelly Oubre. But when you dial it in deeper just to, you know, game to game, how he's been faring this season and the team as a whole, there are some clear signs that there are some issues when they're on night two of a back-to-back, particularly when it comes to free throws allowed and points allowed. Normal rest, which is generally one day, it's not a ton of time for recovering, but one day of rest, the Hornets are allowing about 113 points per game. No rest, second day of a back-to-back, they allow about 128. Free throws in particular, they allow a lot of them on night two of back-to-back, about 19 a game when they've got normal rest, almost 30 a game when there's no rest. And for Gordon Hayward in particular, his numbers fluctuate pretty dramatically depending on the rest. And you look at his shooting percentages from the field, he's 10 points higher with a day's rest than no rest. From three, he's about 15 points higher with a day rest versus no rest. Even at the free throw line, 88% free throw shooter with one day rest, 85% with no day's rest pretty much negligible but it it still feeds into my point so I'm going to take it and use it and again while you'd like to perform better on night two of a back-to-back we just know when we get to the playoffs if we get to the playoffs it's much less of a factor I think last night you kind of expected that you know being that they're very short-handed and then you get the Ishmael's news uh, early in the day that you're going to be even more short-handed so you kind of expected there was going to be a step back as far as defensive numbers and things of like that, because you're playing some rotations that you do normally don't play. I mean, I looked at it in the fourth quarter. He has Miles Bridges, James Booknight, Martin Hayward, and Thor on the on the on the floor in the fourth quarter, early in the fourth quarter. I highly doubt that that rotation has come up in the practices ever. So, I mean, you're going to see some some miscommunications here and and, and things of that nature. So, to kind of compound the problem, to your point, is whereas, you know, they're working with communication with normal rotations, you're not going to really be on the same page at all times with uh, rotations that you normally don't see. So, you kind of expected it was going to be like that last night. But just it goes back to the fact that they were in that game, shorthanded. It speaks volumes for this team. So, I mean, that that's that's where you got to look at it and be you feel proud about last night. You didn't get the win, but you fought, you scratched, you called, and you almost got it. The youngsters we saw all went for career days. Nick Richards, second-year player, but kind of a rookie still when you consider it's the first time he's actually had an offseason, a normal one. He went for 12 points. JT Thor dropping the hammer with that dunk to get him going. He had eight. He knocked down a three. James Booknight had 11 points. He knocked down a three. Did you like what you saw from the young guys? How many more minutes a game do you think they can put on those young guys provided the, the health and safety protocols that were in place last game stick around for at least another day? I think all of them earn more minutes. I mean, with the coach, you got to earn those minutes. you got to earn that trust. got to earn that trust within with the players as well. And uh, after the James Book Night Jam, to see everybody come off the bench, they made another basket after that, the, the, the Uber 3, and... Everybody was just around James and, and hyping him up. and it, it, It's just to see that joy for the new guy that was coming in and making such a, a key play and a big play in, in that moment. They're, they're, he's earning their trust and their respect. And I'm sure he, uh, Coach Borrego, he's earning his trust and his respect. And I think with that, it's going to come more minutes. And, you know, the, love the way Nick Richards came out and played in the first half, and especially in the first quarter right out the jump. Uh, they got him involved early with a, a, a couple of dunks at the down there, down low, and things of that nature. And then JT Thor comes out and posterizes Andre Drummond, and then the knockdown three. And I was like, "Wow, JT Thor's out here knocking down threes." I mean, you know, I, a lot of fans. It, it's it's just a joy to see these young guys actually get out there on the floor and make a difference in the game. And you know what I what I thought 
instantly was like, I wonder how Kyle Jones is looking at this and Vernon Carey. What does this make them want to do? You know, maybe that gets them down back in Greensboro and spurs them to say, hey, man, I really I want to do what they're doing. So I need to be ready to capitalize when my number is called. And with this COVID, you know, injuries are going to happen. But with COVID, you never know. So you never know when your number is going to be called. So go to Greensboro, get your game right, get your mind right, and be ready to capitalize when your number is called. These guys are capitalizing at this point in time, and I think they truly have earned more minutes coming up in these next, you know, three to four games that the guys who are in the health and safety protocol might miss. Yeah, I think that last point you had for the guys who are the young ones who are still have not had their opportunity yet, it's get ready, stay ready, because uh, you can go out there and, and show something when that opportunity knocks. You, you got to be ready for it. Uh, James Booknight and JT Thor certainly were, and good to see them take advantage early, get a bucket early in their run, because that was important. It's very difficult to build any kind of rhythm and momentum and show what you can do when you're playing. 30 seconds a week and you get you know one possession to take a shot everyone wants to take it you gotta you know really work to to get into the flow but the fact that those guys were able to or all three of them really Nick Richards has done it a few other times but particularly the rookies to get an opportunity out there take advantage it was big for them it's big for this team the bench has gotten that much longer looking to the future we're gonna look to tonight's game in a little bit here against the Philadelphia 76ers but coming up next we talked about power rankings yesterday there was one set of power rankings we missed. We're going to talk about it with Nate Wimberly next here on the Hornets Hivecast. Cataracts made it hard to see clearly. Even movies were blurry. So I went to Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. Now movies are as clear and sharp as they once were. The doctors at Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates offer cataract surgery using the newest technology and lenses with short recovery times. See like you once did. Schedule your appointment today at ceenta.com slash appointments. Charlotte Eye, Ear, Nose, and Throat Associates. They just make sense. Nate Wimberly of WBTV right here in the Queen City. Our guest today here on the Hornets Hivecast. Brought to you by Senta, and uh, in case you haven't caught him before, Nate, you can see him nightly on Channel 3 WBTV Sports, executive sports producer for our local station here in Charlotte, making his debut as well on the HHC. Nate, we like to talk power rankings here on the show. Uh, it's just it, it's easy fodder for podcasts, uh, and I always like to start it this way. Whether or not you've seen them, uh, we dissected The Athletic and ESPNs yesterday, but I missed NBA.com's. Their power rankings are absolutely out as well. First question for you in the top 30 hierarchy of the NBA, where do you think the Hornets sit in the NBA.com power rankings? Ooh, uh, I would say I would say middle of the pack, like, you know, maybe 15, 16, something like that. Well, it's it's a fair guess. The Athletic had them at 17, down from 13. ESPN had them at 13, down from 10. But the NBA, I like where they're thinking. They had them number 11, up from 12. They do seem to take into account how many road games the Hornets have played. They do seem to take into account the fact that, well, basically half the rotation is in health and safety protocols right now. And so the current results are not reflective of just how good these teams are. And you know what? That That's what power rankings are about. They're not the standings. The standings are the standings. They say, this is how many won, this is how many lost, this is how it stacks up compared to everyone else. Power rankings, to me, are about if we put everyone on a neutral floor with the same rest, who would beat who? And right now, 
NBA.com says there are only 10 teams better than Charlotte. But you said 15. One thing we like to do when we uh, do this little exercise is say, okay, you think they're a little lower than NBA.com's are? Give me the team that is rated behind them that you think might be better than the Hornets. So you're not going to make you do four or five. You just have to pick one of these teams that are directly behind the Hornets who are rated number 11 in the NBA.com power rankings. Your choices are the Washington Wizards, who NBA.com said are number 12, the LA Clippers at number 13, and the Atlanta Hawks at number 14. Which one of those sides do you think should be ahead of the Hornets? Wow. Uh, I can't do Atlanta because of what just happened on Sunday night. Yeah, I might have to go with Washington. I just, you know, I like the makeup of that team. Bradley Beal is just, Bradley Beal is Bradley Beal. But I just like the makeup of that team. And the Hornets and, and the Wizards, they're going to be jockeying all season long. And I do believe uh, for a, a top six seed and maybe like the five and six, that's where they're going to be jockeying the whole season long. So that's going to be a team that Charlotte fans, Buzz City is going to be talking about for, for until the end of the season. And, and as a matter of fact, the last game of the season is against the Wizards. So I just think that's just going to be a team that we're going to have an eye on them. They're going to have an eye on us. And I just think, you know, that's the team. See, I would have thought you would have gone with the Clippers just because of the head-to-head, the Hornets having beaten Washington twice. But there is that log jam uh, in the Eastern Conference. And while I like to harp on the fact that the Hornets have played more road games and more total games than anyone else in the Eastern Conference, when you look at them next to the Wizards, it's not by that much. Charlotte's played one more total game than the Wizards. It's a loss right now. Hornets are 14-12. and 12, Washington's 14-11. and 11. And in terms of road games, the Hornets have played two more. So there's more, but not an insurmountable amount. I, I do personally think that if they had played an equal number of home and road games, Charlotte would be a little better, but that's just my opinion. But it's good to get a outside perspectives here. Hornets right now sitting with an overall record of 14-12. and 12. They've got two more games left on this homestand. We don't know as of this taping what the health and safety situation is going to look like for those next couple of games. But we do know immediately afterwards they hit the road again, playing seven of the next eight games on the road to wrap up the 2021 calendar. It's a brutal schedule in terms of road. The good news is it flips the other way for the second half of the season. My question to you, Nate, is in your opinion, either in terms of a a record compared to 500 or or wins total or a spot in the standings, where do you think the Hornets need to be to compete for, let's say, a top six position in the Eastern Conference, a chance to avoid the play-in tournament, something that right now they're basically tied for in the Eastern Conference? You know, I think they just need to actually just hang around with six. With with this road schedule coming up to finish up the year, you just got to be maybe a game or two above 500 or at 500. I just think they just need to trail water until that point for when that schedule does flip and you get more home games. I think they just need to just kind of, that's when you can, and then everybody gets healthy. And I just, I just, just hang around at that 500 spot. If they can, you know, be, be two games above 500, that would be absolutely fantastic. But just be around 500 at the turn of the calendar. And I think they can really make a, a charge then because everybody comes off health and safety protocols. We don't know whether they are COVID positive or not. It's going to take them a while to get their legs back under them. So you just got to just, just kind of tread water until everybody gets back and gets back in basketball shape and healthy. And then you can make your run. Just Just stay close to 500 at 500 above 500 a couple games and I think they'll be fine I'm right there with you Nate I think 500 is about right I think you look at the standings even a team like Indiana who who has struggled out of the gates really struggling on the road 
they're only four games out of sixth place uh, right now, basically. You know, they're, they're not that far off of contending again, not just for a play-in spot, but for a outright playoff spot. So a lot can change in a very little amount of time. And uh, for Charlotte, if they can stay in this major grouping, we'll go to another sport. It's like cycling. They're drafting off the leaders right now, knowing that it's all downhill for them and a lot of uphill for a lot of other people. The course is about to change here for the Hornets. It's not going to change in terms of their most recent opponent and what's ahead of them tonight. Hornets are going to rematch with the Philadelphia 76ers. We're going to preview that one here next on the Hornets Hivecast. Hornets fans, make sure you download the Hornets app this season for an enhanced game day experience. The Hornets app is your home for the game day digital program with all the information on your favorite team and giveaways every game day. You'll also find predictive games, mobile food ordering, and even a wallet for your NFTs. Download the Hornets app today. Sam Farber and Nate Wimberly, sports producer and anchor on WBTV Channel 3 right here in the Queen City. Our guest today making his HHC debut. And Nate, we've got a rematch tonight. Uh, It's only happening a couple of times this year. It's a new phenomenon. NBA having teams stay in the same city and and basically do a series of games rather than two individual trips trying to cut down on travel. Whether it stays or not, they'll do a, a larger dive into the numbers later on. But for now, it's here and so is Philadelphia. Hornets, let's for the moment presume they're still dealing with the same health and safety protocols as they rematch with Philly, who they lost to 127-124 the other day in overtime. I need a stat. I need a player for each team that you're focused on that will hopefully flip the results here for the Hornets. We talked about him a little bit earlier, but Gordon Hayward, I'm still, and everybody's still waiting on him to have just one of those big breakout scoring games. He he did all right uh, on Monday night with the assist and things of that. He had a great all-around game, but we're still waiting on that great game, that breakout scoring game for Gordon Hayward. And I think the second night of a back-to-back was going to kind of limit that because uh, of the just the, the legs. But I, I would expect him to come out and, and, and hopefully – Hopefully, he's the one that gets that 30-point game. And Miles can, you know, he gets a little risk coming off that big game against Atlanta. He can come out and have a a big scoring game. So, if there's two guys for Charlotte, I'm looking to to have a big night tonight. It's uh, Hayward and Bridges. I like those. I'll piggyback on you. You took Hayward. I'll take Bridges. You know, 16 points. Just just as Gordon didn't have a good day shooting from three, he was one of eight. Miles wasn't much better. He was one for six. So, you know, with all the guys out, one thing that's really stood out to me in the Atlanta game is Miles was able to score, even though the defense had an opportunity to focus on him, still went for over 30. I think he has similar matchup advantages either speed against the big guys or size against the small guys for Philadelphia. If the Hornets are going to win, they can't depend on 35 points and a 6-for-13 from three-point shooting day from Kelly Oubre. Even though he's been pretty good at it over the last two weeks here, they need a little bit more from their stars. So you took Hayward. I'll take Miles on that one. Let's go to player to watch for Philadelphia. Who's the player that you've got your eye on in terms of keys for this matchup? Joel Embiid did what he was going to do on Monday, and you kind of expected he was going to have a big game with the 43 points, and it was very weird to see that out there. I was expecting him to dominate the entire game, but it was certain points in the game where Joel took over, like the second quarter, he took over. And then late in the fourth, he had the big run to the rim with the the, the jam and, of course, in overtime. But the guy I, I really think that the Hornets really need to keep a, a wrap on is Tobias Harris. They've got to kind of shut him down. You know, he's going to get his, but you got to keep him from getting 21 points somehow, some way. Minimize that a little bit more. On the positive side, I would think that, you know, Shake Milton kind of surprised me on Monday night, but got to keep Seth Curry under control, too. 
they have to keep him under control. I'm going to take your first response as the one that counts because I, I had one of those other ones in mind. So Tobias Harris, I agree with you. Joel Embiid is Joel Embiid. I don't think he's necessarily going to go for 40 and 15. That's a bit more than you want to allow him, but he's going to get his numbers. There's no question. It's about limiting the other guys. Tobias Harris did have a solid game, 21 and 11. My guy to focus on is Seth Curry. He's not going to go 0 for 6 from 3 again. I'm willing to put that out on tape. He's too good. I mean, he even missed a free throw, for God's sakes. So, uh, you know, I don't think we can expect to see that kind of performance again tonight from Seth Curry. Not saying you have to shut him down, but you at least have to continue to contest and get in his face and make it difficult because he can be an X factor for this Philadelphia team. Last one for you, the stat to watch. What's the one, the number within the numbers that will determine the final number in your opinion? I think that the the Hornets have really got to shoot the three well. You know you've got a disadvantage against with Joel B down low and he's gonna get his. You got to really kinda they gotta shoot the three well on tonight for them to get a win. That's just my opinion. They just they they got to somehow get some kind of advantage here with the Joel and B because I, I think he knows that he's gonna have to really have another great game for this team to, to get another win. So I just think shooting the three really well is going to serve the Charlotte Hornets very well tonight. Here's where I'm going to zag where you zigged here. I think the key is points in the paint. We've referenced it before. Gordon Hayward and Miles Bridges struggled from three. That's not going to continue. Just like we're not going to expect Seth Curry to go 0 for 6. I don't expect those two to go 2 for 14. If you remove them from it, the rest of the team shot 43% from distance. They did really well. And even with those two struggling, they shot 35% from three, which is right around a little bit better than I think the league average. So not a bad shooting day from three it is off their normal numbers so I think they're going to come back to the mean I think the thing they got to continue to focus on is points in the paint they actually won that by 12 as dominant as Joel Embiid was he scored a lot of points from the mid-range he scored a lot of points from the free throw line if you can keep him from dunking all over you I think you have a fighting chance and if you can continue to get into the paint into the teeth of the defense and score there I think you've got an even better chance I think the threes are going to be there I think they're going to go down more But if the Hornets lose points in the paint by the same margin they won it the other night, I think this could still go sideways for the Hornets. So I think you got to continue to attack, got to continue to win in the paint. If they can do that, I think that's the number to watch. And and maybe I'm assuming too much that the Hornets will always shoot 38% or better from three, but I'm spoiled as the Hornets announcer. So what can I say? I'm also spoiled to have Nate Wimberly of WBTV here with us on the HHC. Nate, we appreciate your work. We appreciate your coverage. We appreciate you joining us here on the Hornets Hivecast and look forward to having you again later on this season. Hey, I appreciate you guys thinking of me. Folks, if you're not watching this team, you're missing out, man. This 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 team is fun to watch. They're deep, as they prove Monday night. It's going to be fun to watch for years to come, and I'm I'm just loving it. 24 years here in this market, this is you know one of the better teams for the Charlotte Hornets. So pay attention, pay attention. Come out, come make the hive alive again, folks. Let's do this. I love it. And same can be said for the coverage on WBTV. They do a great job, and you guys do an exceptional job on high school football, but that season is over now, so it's all Hornets all day, babe. No. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. It's basketball season, as I like to say. When teams lose and their season's over, it's basketball season. Well, it is officially basketball season now. That's right. It, it is here, but we appreciate, again, your coverage so much. and look forward to seeing you back at the Hive and back on WBTV as well. Thanks again to Nate Wimberly for joining us. You can follow him on Twitter at Nate Wimberly. And also a big thank you to our producer Rob Longo for all his help and hard work putting this podcast together. Most of all to all of you for tuning in. As always, I'm Sam Farber saying it's been a pleasure and a privilege having you along. We will talk to you again tomorrow with our post-game wrap-up edition of the Hornets Hivecast. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to the Hornets Hivecast, brought to you by Senta, the official eye, ear, nose, and throat care provider of the Charlotte Hornets. For more coverage, visit hornets.com.